Shakti Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Yadu replied, My dear father, you have already achieved old age, although you also were a young man, but I do not welcome your old age and invalidity, for unless one enjoys material happiness, one cannot attend renunciation. <coughs> Purport. Renunciation of material enjoyment is the ultimate goal of human life. Therefore, the Varnashram institution is the most scientific. It aims at giving one the facility to return home back to Godhead, which one cannot do without completely renouncing all the connections with the material world. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said, Nishkinjanasya Bhagavad Bhajana Mukhasya, one who wants to go back to Godhead must be Nishkinjana, free from all affinity for material enjoyment. Brahmanya Upashamashrayam. Unless one is fully renounced, one cannot engage in devotional service or stay in Brahman. Devotional service is rendered on the Brahman platform. Therefore, unless one attains the Brahman platform or the spiritual platform, one cannot engage in devotional service. Or in other words, a person engaged in devotional service is already on the Brahman platform. Mamachayo bhicharena bhakti yogena sevati sagunan sagunan samatiyan brahma bhojaya kalpate One who engages in the full devotional service who does not fall down in any circumstances, at once transcends the mode of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. If one attains devotional service, therefore he is certainly liberated. Generally, unless one enjoys material happiness, one cannot attain renunciation. Varnashrama therefore gives us the opportunity for gradual elevation. Yadu, the son of Maharajayati, explained that he was unable to give up his youth, for he wanted to use it to attain the renounce order in the future. Maharaj Yadu was different from his brothers, as stated in the next verse. <clears throat> Maharaj Yadu's brother refused to accept their father's proposal because they were not completely aware of dharma. To accept orders that follow religious principles, especially the orders of one's father, is very important. Therefore, when the brothers of Maharaj Yadu refused their father's order, this was certainly irreligious. Maharaj Yadu's refusal, however, was religious. <clears throat> As stated in the 10th canto, Yadosya Dharma Shilasya, Maharaj Yadu was completely aware of the principles of religion. The ultimate principle of religion is to engage oneself in devotional service to Lord. Maharaj Yadu was very eager to engage himself in the Lord's service. But there was an impediment. During youth, the material desire to enjoy the material senses is certainly present. And unless one fully satisfies this lusty desire in youth, there is a chance of being disturbed in rendering service to the Lord. We have actually seen that many sannyasis who accept sannyas prematurely, not having satisfied their material desires, fall down because they are disturbed. Therefore, the general process is to go through grahastha life and vanaprastha life and finally come to sannyas and devote oneself completely to the service of the Lord. Maharaj Yadu was ready to accept his father's order and exchange youth for old age. But because he was confident that the youth taken by his father will be returned, but 
because his ex, this exchange will delay the complete engagement in the devotional service he did not accept his father's old age for he was eager to achieve freedom from disturbances moreover among the descendants of yadu will be lord krishna therefore because yadu was eager to see lord's appearance in his dynasty as soon as possible yadu refused to accept his father's proposal this was not irreligious however because yadu's purpose was to serve the lord because yadu was faithful servant of the lord lord krishna appeared in his dynasty as confirmed in the prayers of kunti <coughs> yadu was very dear to krishna who was therefore eager to descend in yadu's dynasty in conclusion maharaj yadu should not be considered adharmagya ignorant of religious principles <coughs> as in the next verse designates his brothers he was like the four kumaras four sanakas who refused the order of their father brahma for the sake of a better cause because the four kumaras wanted to engage themselves completely in their service in the service of the lord as brahmacharis the refusals to obey their father's order was not irreligious so yesterday <clears throat> we ended up with a question why was yadu's reje- rejection was accepted as religious and when his brother rejected the order of his father it was considered irreligious so shila propas has clearly answered <clears throat> in his purport <clears throat> but it is not uh, practically possible to immediately renounce everything <clears throat> that's why this varnashrama varnashrama institution is most shila propas said it is most scientific and gives one an opportunity to gradually gradually progress to that uh, standard <clears throat> unless uh, one is fully renounced one cannot engage completely in pure devotional service shri <clears throat> chaitanya mahaprabhu also says that nishkinchanasya bhagavat bhajana mukhasya one who wants to go to the abode of the lord must be nishkinchana freed from the affinity of uh, material enjoyment <clears throat> actually maharaj yadu's situation was completely different <clears throat> he was different from his brothers in the 10th canto also it has been said that yadoscha dharma shilasya and maharaj yadu he completely knew the religious principles so there was no question of him hmm, to uh, not understand what was what his father wanted hmm. but he he was having a higher purpose the higher purpose was he wanted to attain the lord in that very birth he didn't wanted to take any kind of risk just like jadbharat when he when he was born as uh, uh, jadbharat he was very careful in dealing with the material material world and the people he decided that he should remain as a dumb person <clears throat> and why was he like that because he remembered his past life how he was the great king bharata and he went to the forest for attaining the supreme lord but he was attached to a deer then he became a deer so he remembered that also so now he was very very careful in his dealings as jadbharat he saying that no more deer nobody is dear to me except the supreme lord so he was very very fixed he was very fixed in the lotus feet of the lord <coughs> so here Yadu Maharaj was like that. 
he wanted to make sure that he is not losing this opportunity to go to the abode of the lord even we should also try we should also make an humble attempt to cross this material ocean in this very birth all that is very difficult but we have an opportunity right in front of us how we have a, a platform here provided by his divine grace sc bhaktivedanta swami shila prabhupad what is the platform the platform is he has given us this temples he has given us shrimad bhagavatam and we have lots of devotees around us we have the holy name we have shrimad bhagavatam we have so many so many things are there with the help of which this with the help of the devotees we can possibly by their mercy attend the supreme destination <clears throat> so general process like yedu maharaj was very little special that he wanted to opt a, opt a way without entering into grahastha ashram but general process is that one goes through a grahastha ashram then vana prastha and sanyas the reason is that <clears throat> uh when the reason is that when uh one uh, i'm sorry i just said something wrong about yadu maharaj yadu maharaj wanted to enter the grahastha life uh, <clears throat> i'm sorry <clears throat> because i'm reading two subject matters one of sudama and in the in the evening and the morning i'm reading yati maharaj so things become very con- confusing sometimes <clears throat> so <clears throat> Yadu Yadu Maharaj uh, wanted to make sure that when he enters into anaprastha life he doesn't have a tinge of desire for material enjoyment because if he gives his father his youth and his father gives him back after some certain years and then that will be his time to renounce the material that will be his time for renouncing or taking anaprastha and if he renounces without entering without enjoying sense gratification if he renounces that and then when he goes to the forest and he, then he wants to enjoy the material life or he wants to enjoy woman it will be very difficult because at that time the age could have been passed and then it, he could he could have been disturbed by that so that's why yadu maharaj wanted to make sure that because i am young i have uh, my senses and i want to gratify them and then gradually detach myself like we understand that there is no pleasure in sex life some people can hear from the sadhus and understand it so they can accept the path of brahmachari life but some for some who are not able to convince themselves or come to the conclusion they they must enter grahastha life and go through the tedious process of grahastha life and then get convinced that there is actually no pleasure in grahastha in 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 sex life hmm? but it is not everyone cannot come to come could come to that conclusion immediately hmm? some might be intelligent enough to hear from the sadhus hear bhagavatam and understand that but for some it is it becomes important for them to enter into grahastha ashram and then realize it and then come out of it and then attain the supreme lord so here yadu maharaj wanted to be like that <clears throat> so yeah jayati then gradually he understood the mood of yadu maharaj and then he requested his sons 
Turvasu, Druyu, and Anu to exchange the, their youth of his, uh, to his, with his old age. But here they were not aware of religious principles that a father's orders or the orders of the spiritual master should never be rejected. So because they are not aware of the religious principles, they rejected it. For they, for they considered that this youth is eternal. And if something becomes an impediment to their sense gratification, they didn't want that. And even though it was their father or a spiritual master, they did not want to accept the accept these orders. <coughs> then finally, now remember that <coughs> Yadu and Turvasu were the sons of Devayani. And then he gradually went to the sons of Sharmishta. He went to Druyu, then he went to Anu. Even they rejected. And now there was only one hope left was Sarmishta's last son, Puru. So he, he goes to Puru Maharaj and he says that, My dear son, please don't be disobedient like your other elder brothers. You should follow the father's instructions. And Puru Maharaj, he folded his hand, fell down at his feet and he said, Konu loke manushendra pitur atma krita puman Prasadat Vidante Param. O Your Majesty, O King Yati, O Maharaj Yati, O my dear father, who in this world can repay his debt to his father? Who can, who can repay? By the mercy of one's father, one gets this human form of life. Actually, if we see, the contribution of our parents in our life is huge. They have helped us to get a proper education. By which education we can read Srimadha Bhagavatam. By which that education we can understand what the, what the devotees are speaking. The, our, our parents, they have helped us in so many ways. Like changing our diaper so many times. And then we might not be sleeping throughout the night and they might be waking, us for, waking up for us throughout the night and helping us grow gradually. But we forget all these things. Like the, like the sons of Yayati, we forget all these things. And we don't consider father or mother as an important person in our life. But we should understand that this body has been given to us by them. If this body has been engaged in the service of Krishna, who has given this body to us? Our father and mother. The father gives the seed of the body and this seed gradually grows and develops until one ultimately attains the developed human form of life. And this human form of, although in every species we get father and mother, but this human form of life is very special. Because by using this human form of life, one can attain the supreme destination. And who has given this? Our father and mother. So it is very important that we... Uh, take care of them, serve them with the best of our capacities. <clears throat> and we know from the examples of Dhru Maharaj that by the, by, the, by the blessings of Dhru Maharaj's mother, Dhru Maharaj was able to attain the shelter of Narad Muni and then gradually the Supreme Lord Narayana. So certainly in our Krishna conscious life also, we need blessings of our parents. We cannot neglect them. Otherwise we will commit an offense to their lotus feet. Hmm? 
It is very important for our Krishna conscious life that we have their blessings. <clears throat> then, Puru Maharaj says, Uttamascha chintitam kuryat proktakarit madhyama adamo ashraddaya kuryat karatosharitam pitu. He is present, Puru Maharaj is presenting four categories of disciples or four categories of son. He is saying a son who acts by anticipating what his father wants to do is a first class disciple. A, a guru wants something and a disciple can't by his, uh, by his service, if he can find out before the guru tells the disciple what he wants, he can read his mind and serve him accordingly and that is the first class disciple. It is a first class son. Hmm. <clears throat> One who acts upon receiving the father's order is the second class. When the spiritual master or father instructs us to do something hmm, and then he does. This is the second category, second class. And one who executes his father's order irrelevantly. That the order is given to him hmm, but he is taking it as a burden. And, but he is doing it, but not in a proper mood. So such, such disciples or such sons are called as third class. And But a son who refuses the order, a disciple refuses to follow the instructions of the spiritual master, is called as a, is none other like father's tool. <clears throat> Puru Maharaj is saying, my dear father, I am very, very sorry that I should have accepted your instructions before you could have come to me. Hmm. But now, okay, I cannot, I cannot be in the first category, but at least I want, I want to be, I want to place myself in a second category. Hmm. So, otherwise, the peop, if I don't follow your instructions, I will be considered as a stool. <clears throat> one of the, one Indian poet, Srila Prabhupada's right, he quotes that one Indian poet, yes, he, he said that putra and mutra, hmm. Putra means son and mutra means urine. Both son and urine comes from the same genitals. If a, if a son is a devotee or he's, if he takes proper care of his parents and follows the instruction of his parents, he is called putra. But if, if he doesn't, then he is called as mutra. The son named Puru was very pleased to accept the old age of the father. And then gradually King Ayati, he, uh, with his unimpaired senses, he again started to enjoy the material world. He exchanged his youth with Puru. <coughs> and in a secluded place, <coughs> Devayani again started serving her dear husband with, his, with her body, minds and actions. Everything by her, all her means she was serving her dear husband. <coughs> but Ayati... Only didn't have, he didn't have this only one side, that he was only engaged in material activities. He had a other side also. And now Shukdev Goswami is talking about it. Shukdev Goswami is saying that although he was material, so materially attached, he was so attached to his wife, but still he was performing various sacrifices. He used to worship Brahmanas and used to hear Krishna Katha, Hari Katha from them. Hmm? This is what Shukdeva Goswami is saying. Hmm? <clears throat> whenever there were, whenever 
this kings used to organize big big sacrifices we see so many rajasuya yagya and ashwamega yagya and so many other yagyas are there so the main purpose of this yagya was harikatha if we see <coughs> during the time of uh, lord ramachandra when he used to perform this so many big big sacrifices in in the morning time there was yagya sacrifice and in and in the evening time there used to be krishna katha harikatha hmm? discussions for the puranas so the whole time used to be spent in uh, more time used to, was spent in hearing about the supreme lord so this was the main main goal of this uh, main uh, reason for conducting this sacrifice was that the sadhus would come the brahmanas would come and then there will be opportunity to hear from them yasminidam virachittam yomneva jaladavale naneva bhati na bhati sapna maya manoratha so yati maharaj was engaged in serving vasudev who was the who who has vasudev is who has created this cosmic manifestation and after the creation is annihilated everything enters into him and as we know from the bhagavad gita 7.19 that vahunam janmana mante gyanavan mam prapadyate vasudeva sarvamiti samatma sudurlabha you to understand one who knows one who knows that vasudeva is supreme personality of godhead they are not ordinary so here shukadev goswami is saying that yati maharaj was serving god vasudev how by performing various sacrifices giving gifts to the brahmanas and hearing harik harikatha from from the lotus lord of such brahmanas so so yati maharaj was actually without material desires he was attached to his wife and he was enjoying her that was different that is a different thing but he was without material desire he was worshiping the supreme personality of godhead sometimes we have bad habits but we still have a desire in our heart to become pure we might be engaged in so many uh, activities like working outside if somebody has to work outside in some companies we are doing this doing this for the sake of earning money or something like that to maintain our family but within our heart there is always a desire that we should always remain in the association of devotees we are we always pray in our heart that when will that day come i remember myself when i was working in a corporate in in a corporate office and i used to always pray that when will that day come when will i will be always absorbed in uh, in the association of devotees and hearing katha from them <coughs> so king ayati although externally seeming very fond of material enjoyment but internally he was always thinking of becoming a pure unalloyed devotee of the lord hmm? this is a uh, very important point we have to see that even though from externally we might be engaged in some activities which are not directly engaged, uh, the activities of krishna consciousness but within our hearts we should always pray to krishna that please keep me always in the association of pure devotees please keep me engaged in in your service <clears throat> so yayati maharaj <clears throat> after hearing uh, from the brahmanas he once heard about the activities and pastimes of amrish maharaj from the brahmanas he heard and after hearing about amrish maharaj his heart changed 
This is, this is in the commentaries of the Acharyas. Generally, we see that we speak from Srila Prabhupada's Parapat, but there are some points when we, we take it from different Acharyas. So, one of our Acharyas, he say that, Yati Maharaj, his life changed completely when he heard the activities of Amrish Maharaj. Because Amrish Maharaj is also the emperor of the whole world, like him. But Amrish Maharaj was completely engaged in the service of the Lord. He was using all his opulences in the service of the Lord. <clears throat> elsewhere, it is elsewhere it is said that one uh, in Sudama Charitra yesterday we were discussing this. Those who were there in the class, they will also. Uh, how should Shukdev Goswami asked Parikshit Maharaj, how should one engaged uh, in the service of the Lord? Hmm? Then Maharaj Parishit said that Savagya Tasya Grunata Gunite. Maharaj Parishit is saying this, not Shukdev Goswami. Maharaj Parishit is saying this to Shukdev Goswami. <clears throat> he want, he is expressing his eagerness to hear more Harikatha. That time he is saying, Savagya Tasya Grunata Gunite, Karaucha Tatkarmo Karau Manascha. Smared vasantam stirajangameshu shunoti tatpunya kathasakarana. He is saying that actual speech is that which describes the qualities of the Lord. Hmm? <clears throat> our duty as a preachers, we have to see that we are preachers. We discussed this yesterday. Uh, our duty, what is our duty as preachers? Hmm? How should we preach? Hmm? <clears throat> the best, my Guru Maharaj says, and my best way of preaching is that simply glorify the pastimes and activities forms of the Lord in, in, in front of the people. Simply glorify the Supreme Lord. Mm-hmm. Just like Srila Prabhupada did. When Srila Prabhupada went to the West, when he came here, what did he do? He simply glorified Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrit, mm-hmm. Bhagavad Gita, he spoke from these literatures. And people got convinced and they became devotees. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> actual speech is that which describes the qualities of the Lord. Real hands are those that work for for him. A true mind is that which always remembers him. <clears throat> and actual ears are those that listen to the sanctifying topics of the Lord. Now, what are the sanctifying topics? We should know. Sanctifying topics means the topics which are directly related to the glories of the Lord. Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Srimad Bhagavatam, it is said that those words which do not describe the glories of the Lord hmm, are considered by saintly persons to be like a place of pilgrimage for the crows. So, when we, when we are presenting our Krishna conscious philosophy, it is very important that we present from the Bhagavad Gita, Shmada Bhagavatam or our various literatures. Hmm. We should take their help because only those words, only that kind of preaching will attract Conditioned soul and make them devotees. Hmm. We should not compromise on this principle. Srila Prabhupada showed us this, this, how to do it. He practically preached in, he showed us, he, he went to the West and he preached in this way. Hmm. He simply glorified the Vedic literature. <clears throat> Yayati Maharaj, <clears throat> understanding this, all these facts, hmm. he <clears throat> He completely detached himself from within. Ayati <clears throat> Maharaj, that he heard the Amrish Maharaj past and then said that, now I have to forcefully stop myself from indulging into 
sexual activities and in the, and at getting uh, involved in this grahastha ashram now i have to quit myself but he was very attached to his dear wife and he also wanted to benefit her when we have a when we have a good dear friend then not only we and if he gets something very if he get mahaprasad then we will all, we like to share with him so similarly uh, when yayati maharaj developed this kind of renunciation in his heart that he wanted to give a family life then he called devayani hmm. and he said devayani i have i have to tell you a story hmm. and he said okay hmm. yes this is a story of a goat hmm. no goat yes a story of a goat shrunu bhargavyam shrunu bhargavi amum gatham पीपल हु take vanaprastha ashram from grahastha ashram and they enter to vanaprastha ashram and they they get a certain kind of happiness transcendental happiness by performing devotional service hmm. so when they remember their past they remember their past of how they were engaged in lusty desires they they curse themselves hmm. they said that how i wasted my time hmm. i should have been engaged myself completely in the service of the lord but how i wasted my life hmm? pralad maharaj says that as soon as possible one should try to come out of this grahastha ashram and one should take vanaprastha because he says hitvatma patam graham andakupam if if one is planning to continuously stay in the grahastha ashram itself hmm? and be comfortable then forget about spiritual world hmm? get ready to come back here again in the assembly of devotees only but we will have to come back hmm? this is what prahlad maharaj is trying to say <clears throat> is prahlad maharaj is trying to say that one should try to take vanaprastha and try to uh, get detached himself from the the comfort come come out of the comfort zone hmm? and then <clears throat> try to practice a retired life of vanaprastha and then gradually when you are fixed up then you can take sanyas <clears throat> so yadi maharaj is saying to his dear wife <clears throat> you know this this he goat there were he goat and there was a she goat hmm? this is story of he goat and a she goat basta eko mane kashit vichinvan priyamatmanah dadarsha kupe patitam swakarma vasha gama jama he is saying that once this he goat was wandering in the forest and he by chance he approached a well and there he saw a she goat so here yadi maharaj is comparing himself to he goat and jayati a she goat but uh, but he is not telling it directly he wanted to give her a analogy and make her understand her real situation <coughs> Yadi Maharaj is saying that as soon as that he got saw she got he he planned to take her out 
and that planning to take her out was not easy hmm? because she was deep inside of the well so this he got with his uh, horns he had to dig a road for her hmm? so this he got dig the road which was a tedious task and then she came out hmm? the she got he came out hmm? now our acharya they are saying that that when a man get attracted to a woman <clears throat> at that time this uh, what this he got perform this tedious task starts In the tedious task what what is what it starts tedious task of making that girl comfortable <clears throat> making their so so called marriage life comfortable by uh, building house Mm, having properties having bank balance and so many other things having children and so many other things so here ayati maharaj is comparing that digging to economic development housing and many other things which makes grahastha life grahastha ashram comfortable <clears throat> now ayati maharaj is saying that when that she goat came out and when he saw this beautiful he goat handsome mm, with beard and mustache she became that she goat became very attracted to this he goat hmm? and she proposed the he goat will you marry me hmm? and the he goat was very expert in the art of sense gratification so he couldn't he couldn't say no yeah the maharaj is putting his situation he's saying that he was very expert hmm? and and when the when the she goat got married to the he goat so many other she goats also fell in love with him hmm? and they also got married to this he goat so now the he goat completely forgot the uh, actual reason for his human life hmm? the what the purpose of his human life he completely forgot and he became completely absorbed with this she goats hmm? in short he was saying that i became i became completely absorbed with you and sharmist and so many so many others so many other things <clears throat> although one becomes a grahastha householder to enjoy sex life it is heart contained but hmm, one is never satisfied by by this uh, endeavor <clears throat> shukadev goswami says that just as a person haunted by ghost exhibits madness similarly when a person he, when a person when he when a he goat uh, or a person becomes maddened or attracted by this so called material activities then he becomes like that mad person who is uh, attacked by a ghost he doesn't know what he is doing he is so absorbed in sense gratification that he completely forgets the purpose of one's life <clears throat> Shri Prabhupada writes that <clears throat> how to come out of this? How to come out of this? How was Ayati Maharaj able to come out of this? He heard he heard about Amrish Maharaj from the lotus mouth of Brahmanas. Hmm? So for the grahasthas also, Narad Muni has given a solution. Grahesha vastito rajan kriya kurvanya stochita vasu devar panam saksha dupasita mahamuni. This for everyone. Vasudevar param saksha dupasita. Upasita means sit coming and sitting 
in the association of devotees. Hmm? That is Upasita Mahamuni. Hmm? So when we come in the association of devotees, what happens? Krishna Katha. Hmm? And when when we hear about Krishna Katha or the uh, <coughs> or the about the devotees who have attained Krishna, when we hear from them in the association of sadhus, then we will also develop detachment. We'll also will also become like them. Hmm? So here Yati Maharaj heard from Amrish Maharaj and then he also developed a desire to engage all his senses in the service of the Lord. <clears throat> so hearing is very important. Generally, the devotees, they avoid hearing. But by hearing, one can easily understand Krishna. Very easy to understand Krishna simply by hearing. Other processes are there, but hearing is the best. <clears throat> Rukmini, she was, <coughs> she, did, she never saw Krishna until Krishna came and kidnapped her. So what was the source of getting attracted to Krishna? The sadhus coming in her house. So many sadhus, brahmanas used to come to her father's house and they used to glorify the Lord and his pastimes. That Krishna did today, he lived Govardhan Hill, he chastised Kaliya, he did that, he did that, he did that. Hmm? Today Brahma came and surrendered to Krishna. Indra was chastised. So all these things, the Brahmanas used to come and glorify in the assembly of Rukmini's father. And Rukmini used to hear them. And she got convinced that if I have to marry someone, it has to be that person, Sri Krishna. So she wrote a letter. Please, I am in love with you. Please come and kidnap me. So she sent a Brahmana. So that Krishna told the Brahmana that actually I am also in love with Rukmini. So don't worry. We'll pick her up. So similarly, if we also engage ourselves in hearing about the Lord's activities from his pastimes from Srimad Bhagavatam from the devotees, then Krishna will steal our heart. Because he is Hari. It is, it is said in Srimad Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavate Mahamuni Krute Kimba Parerishwara Sadhya Rudaya Varudhyatra Krutibi Sushru Bhistakshanath. Hmm? When simply when, when develops a desire to hear about the Supreme Lord, hmm? it only develops a desire to hear about the Supreme Lord by the culture of this knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established in his heart. He comes and resides in his heart. This is what Srimad Bhagavatam Vedavyaji is saying. <coughs> Therefore, <clears throat> now he is remembering Yati uh, Maharaj he is telling now this he goat was once engaged with another she goat and this she goat which he brought up from the well she saw that my husband is having affairs with someone else she got very upset and that she goat went back to her former maintainer. Hmm? Now, <clears throat> Ayati Maharaj, Ayati Maharaj is saying that, that he got, tried his best to stop that she got from going to the former maintainer. But it was not possible. And finally, the he got and the she got went to the former maintainer. And that, then that there was an old former maintainer. He was also a, he was also a goat. Yati Maharaj is calling Shukracharya also a goat. Hmm? 
And there was another goat there who was also very attached to another she-goat. But now he was trying to disturb this married life. Hmm? He cursed. Srila <laughs> Prabhupada writes that, that, <clears throat> that another he-goat, he cut dangling testiles of this, this he-goat. Hmm? And Shukracharya <clears throat> Yad is saying that uh, this is what he did. This is what he did. So his activities are also like he got and she got. Even though he is a Brahmana, he is the guru of uh, so many uh, uh, demons, but still he is also another he got. <laughs> because, because why he has to get involved in in affair of householder's life? Srila hmm? Prabhupada writes that Shukracharya first cursed Ayati to become old. And when he understood his mistake, he restored his youth again. <clears throat> but he used his mystic powers in sense gratification. Hmm? He, he, mystic powers has to be utilized for, for self-realization. Hmm? And this was the mistake of Shukracharya. <clears throat> and then, finally, Yayati Maharaj is saying to Devyani, my dear wife, hmm? when the he-god had his Testiles restored, he enjoyed the she god again for a long, 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 long time. Hmm? For many, many years, but still now that he god is not satisfied. Hmm? That she god is serving him by all the means. There is no complaints, but still this he god is not getting satisfied. Oh, my dear wife, with beautiful, oh, my dear wife, your eyebrows are so beautiful. Hmm? You are very beautiful. You are serving me with the best of the capacity. But I want to tell you that you have captive. I am been captivated by your beauty mm, completely. My purpose was to attain the Lord, mm, but since you have come in my life, I have completely forgot everything. But I am only yours, and you are only mine. I am only fixed up in your lotus feet. So. Srila Prabhupada writes in the purport that if one remains a victim of the so-called beauty of his life, of his wife, his family life, then it is like a dark well. And when one is engrossed like that for so many years, then there is no question of coming out of uh, getting attaining the Supreme Lord, Supreme Destination. That's why for those who want to uh, attain the supreme destination, it is very important. Either they should make their grahastha life completely Krishna conscious by remaining detached from the husband and wife, both should practice detachment and practice complete engagement in the service of the Lord. Or if it is not possible, then they should stay separate and practice Krishna consciousness. Okay.